Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Remember Avram Goldai and today Masechah Sukkah Daf Gimel. The first parak Sukkah Shehi Gavoah. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said, "Halacha tzricha shetehem machazeches rosh v'ruba v'sholchano." The halacha is that a sukkah must be large enough to accommodate one's head, most of his body, and his table. When asked according to whom he's ruling, he answered that he was going according to Beis Shammai. Who argues later in a mission with Beis Hillel. Basil holds that if the table is inside the house, the sukkah is still valid. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak challenged Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzhak's premise that Beisham and Basil were debating a sukkah's minimum dimensions. Perhaps they were arguing in a matter of a large sukkah. Where one sits at the entrance of the sukkah and his table is in his house. We prohibit this lest he's drawn after his table and eats inside the house. And Basil says we do not prohibit this. So after a lengthy analysis, the Gemara concludes that they are arguing in both cases. Point number two, the Gemara brings up Bryce that teaches that a house that does not contain an area that is four by four amos is patim from many halachas. It begins, patim mina mazuzah, mina ma'akave, It's patim from the mitzvah of mezuzah, from the mitzvah of a protective fence, and does not become tame from tsaras. And is not irredeemably sold, as are the houses of old cities. And we do not return on account from the battlefront. What's the reason? Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all them, and a dwelling less than four almost square does not consider it a bias. The Bryce continues, And we do not make an Erev Chatzeros with such a house, nor do we make a Shitufi Mivos with it, and we do not place an Erev Chatzeros in it. What's the reason? Because a structure less than four almost squared is not fit for dwelling. Rashi explains that since the residents of the Chatzor are regarded as dwelling in the house that the Erev is placed in, it stands to reason that the house must be fit for habitation. And point number three, the Bryce we just mentioned stated that an Arab may not be placed in a house that is less than four by four almost and infers from this that we may place a shituf in it. What's the reason for the distinction between an Arab and a shituf? Because a house smaller than four by four almost squared is no worse than a chatzir in a mabwi. Rush explains that if we were to view the house as though its roof and walls were removed, it's now simply part of the surrounding open-air chatzir. The difference between a shituf and an Arab is that an Arab symbolically allows all the residents of a chatzir to be legally viewed as dwelling in one house. Therefore, the house must be fit for habitation. The function of a shituf, on the other hand, is to merge all the courtyards of the mavui for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shituf is located in a protected space, the shituf is valid, even if that space is less than 4 by 4 So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said, The is that a sukkah must be large enough to accommodate one's head, most of his body and his table, and asked according to whom he's ruling, he answered that he was going according to Beis who argues later in the Mishnah with Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel holds that if the table was inside the house, the sukkah is still valid. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak challenged Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak's premise that Beis and Beis were debating a sukkah's minimum dimensions. Perhaps they were arguing in a matter of a large sukkah, where one sits at the entrance of the sukkah and his table is in his house. Beishamai holds, We prohibit this, lest he's drawn after his table and eats inside the house. And Beishamai says, we do not prohibit this. After a lengthy analysis, the Gemara concludes that they're arguing in both cases. Point number two, the Gemara brings a Bryce of the teachers that a house that does not contain an area 
that his four by four amos is pater from many halachas. It begins pater minim mezuzah, minim akavit, and matamim in the gaim. It's pater from the mitzvah of mezuzah and from the mitzvah of a protective fence, and doesn't become tamay from tzeraz ve'ino nechlat b'bati arichoma, and is not irredeemably sold as the houses of walled cities ve'in chosin alav ma'orchei mochama, and we do not return on its account from the battlefront. What's the reason? Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all of them, and a dwelling less than four amos squared is not considered a bias. The Bryson continues, And we do not make an Erev Chatzeros with such a house, we don't make a Shitufuim Mavahos with it, and we do not place an Erev Chatzeros in it. What's the reason? Because the structure of less than four Amos squared is not fit for dwelling. Rush explains that since the residents of the Chatzor are regarded as dwelling in the house that the Erev is placed in, it stands to reason that the house must be fit. For habitation. And point number three, the Bryce above stated that an Arab may not be placed in a house that is less than four by four amos, and infers from this that we may place a shituf in it. What's the reason for the distinction between an Arab and a shituf? The Lagara because a house smaller than four by four amos squared is no worse than a chatzr and a mavui. Rush explains that if we were to view the house as though its roof and walls were removed, it's now simply part of the surrounding open air chatzr. The difference between a shituf and an Erev is that an Erev symbolically allows all the residents of a Chatzir to be legally viewed as dwelling in one house. Therefore, the house must be fit for habitation. The function of a shituf, on the other hand, is to merge all the courtyards of the Mavui for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shituf is located in a protected space, the shituf is valid even if that space is less than 4x4. Alright, so now we go to our Simvardav Gimel, and our standard simon is a gamal, a camel. A camel. So here goes. The huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from mezuzah Maka and was only suitable to keep a shituf. Once again in slow motion. The huge camel, camel, that must be run off gimel, gamal, camel. The huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house, which reminds us the Beisham basically will argue on the minimum size of a sukkah as well as in the case of a large sukkah. Whether the table needs to be in the sukkah, lest the person is drawn after it and comes to eat in this house. So the huge camel sticking out from a small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from a zuzah Which reminds the Gemara brings the Bryce that teaches that a house that is not 4 by 4 almost squared is pata minim azuzah minim ma'akadeh and matam nagaim. Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all of them and a dwelling less than 4 almost squared is not considered a bias. So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from mezuzah ma'akeh and was only suitable to keep a shito. Which reminds us that shito may be placed in a house that is less than 4 by 4 amos since the function of a shito is to merge all the courtyards of the mavoi for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shito is located in a protected space, the shito is valid even if that space is less than 4 by 4 so once again, the huge camel sticking out from a small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from mezuzah and ma'aka and was only suitable to keep a sheet of. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazara. Daf Pevav, so the similar Daf Pevav is police. So here goes. The Chilo Hashem police, police, that must be run Daf Pevav, police. The Chilo Hashem police, who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of, which reminds us that one who bears the sin of Chilo Hashem does not have the capacity to suspend punishment, nor Yom Kippur to atone, nor suffering to purge, El Kulon told him Misa Mamrekos, rather all of them together suspend, and death purges the sin. They were asked what constitutes the Chil Hashem, and one answer was, anyone whose friends are embarrassed on account of his bad reputation, this is the Chil Hashem. So, the Chil Hashem police, who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of, 
hadn't read the greatest tshuva poster, which, which reminds the Gemara brings several statements about the greatness of tshuva. Gedolah tshuva shemavil ripos olam. Greatest tshuva brings healing to the world. It reaches to the kisei akavod. And gedolah tshuva shezadonos natsul shgagos when done out of yira. Zadonos natsul zechuyos when done out of love. So the chil Hashem police who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of had him read the greatest tshuva poster and advised him that he should reveal his main animal chavero sins to the assembled crowd. Which reminds us, we have a steer in the Pesuk, in one Pesuk says, Ashrei Nusui Pesha, Kisui Chata'a, Fortune is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is concealed, but on the other hand it's written, Mechasa Pesha'av, Lo Yetzriach, One who conceals his sins will not succeed. One answer is that a sin widely known is revealed, but one not known should be concealed. Another shot is that Bein Anam Chavero's sin should be revealed, whereas an aver that is Bein Anam Makam should be concealed. Daf Pezayin, so the Simmer Daf Pezayin is a golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. The notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's Golden Pez candy dispenser. Golden Pez candy dispenser? That must be more on Duff. Pezion. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's Golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva, which reminds the Mishnah Duff Pehem Be'i Stay to Homer, Echtavashuv, Echtavashuv, Ema speaking beyond the last of One says, I'll send and do tshuva, I'll send and do tshuva. He's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. And the reason why it was repeated twice is in accordance with what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, the one who doesn't aver and repeats it, Nasalokaheter. It seemed to him as if it's permissible. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends, which reminds us that the Gemara brings the halachas regarding appeasing the one that was wrong, such as appeasing him three times and each time he's accompanied by three people, and we're also told what to do if the person that was wronged had died. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends and said vidui before he joined his family for the suda hamafsekes. Which reminds us that we say vidui numerous times throughout the day and the Chami said that one should also say vidui for the suda hamafsekes lest he gets intoxicated at the meal and is unable to confess. Daf peches, so the simmer daf peches is a garbage can. So here goes. The ball carry hiding out in the garbage can. Garbage can? That must mean more in daf peches. Pach. Garbage can. The ball carry hiding out in the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mitvah after mincha because in the ilah was at night. Which reminds us on daf pezayin on my base. Rav said, Tivilos in the ilah poteris eshel arbis. In the ilah exempts one from the chiv of mar, meaning that if one has recited in the ilah, he does not have to recite Marv that night because Rav holds that Nigo is recited after nightfall. Otherwise, it could not substitute for Marv. On this stop, the Gemara teaches that the question of whether Ni'ila can substitute for Marv is actually a Machokas Tanayim. So the Balkari hiding on the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mikvah after Mincha because Ni'ila was at night was so confused when a sign came down from Shamayim that his sins were forgiven, which reminds us that teacher Bryce has taught the flying Bryce before of Nachman, a If one experiences an involuntary seminal mission Yom Kippur, his sins have evidently been forgiven. So the ball carry hiding on the garbage can because he was so embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to go to the mikvah after Mincha because Ni'ilo was at night was so confused when a sign came down from Shamayim that his sins were forgiven, together with a portrait of him in the future, with a lot of offspring. Which reminds us, a Bryce of the Yeshiva of Ishmael taught, One who experiences a seminal mission on Yom Kippur should worry all year long, but if he lives out the year, 
he may be sure that he is a place in Olamaba. Rashi explains that living out the year means that he is mycing Tobin to his credit and is thus deserving of Olamaba. And Rebbe came to Babel. He said, Mapishchaye Sagi Maski. He will live long, multiply, and multiply further. Dav Beis and Sukkot. So the Simmer Dav Beis is a bias, a house. So here goes. The above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house, a house, that must be more in Dav Beis. The above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavui was a clear apostle, which reminds us that the Gemara gave two answers as to why the Tani used the term Basula for Sukkah Uschach is above 20 Amos instead of Yemayat that was mentioned by a court that was too high in a Mavui, either because a Sukkah is a Daraisa or that a Sukkah has so many details that the mission would have become unwieldy if it included a fix for every case. So the above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavui was the clear apostle because it didn't remind people the Sukkah was in the Midbar, which reminds us three different sources were given for why Schach cannot be above 20 Amos, either because one won't see the Schach and be aware they're in a Sukkah to remind them the Sukkah was in the Midbar, or they'll be shaded from the walls and not the Schach, or because it will then need to become a dearest Keva. So the above 20 Amasukkah that looked like a house and was next to a Mavi was declared possible because it didn't remind people the Sukkah was in the Midbar and its walls didn't reach the Schach, which reminds us that Rabbi Yoshi has said in the name of Rav that the Machok is in the mission between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda is only B'Shein Dafanos Megiyos L'Schach, where the walls do not reach the Schach. If they do, the Tanakhama would agree that a Sukkah higher than 20 Amos is kosher. The Gemara says this opinion is in accord with Rav, who disqualified a Sukkah more than 20 Amos high because the eye doesn't notice the Schach. Here, since the walls reach the Schach, the eye will surely notice it. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.